Get ready for tomorrow's news today. You're listening to Speak Life with Marty Layton. My name is Marty Layton, and I'm glad you've tuned into the broadcast. It's always an honor to share with you truths from the Word of God uh, that will help guide you uh, in the way of the Lord for your life. I believe you're going to love the show today. It's packed full of revelation and insight uh, to light the path as we proceed by faith into the future that God's prepared for each of us. Amen. You know, Amos chapter 3, verse 7, it says, Surely the Lord God does nothing unless he reveals his secrets to his servants, the prophets. Nothing until he reveals secrets to his prophets. Amen. So I always like to share with you what I'm hearing from the Lord on current events. And so we do these prophetic updates uh, to just kind of share another angle, another prophetic view uh, of of what God, I believe, God is saying to the church today. I call it the prophetic update. And God's been speaking a couple verses to me for the last year uh, from the book of Joel. Joel chapter 3. Uh, verses 9 and 10, it says, Proclaim this among the nations. Prepare for war. Prepare for war. Wake up the mighty men. Let all the men of war draw near. Let them come up. Remember, this is a prophetic word to the church. Let them come up. Uh, Beat your plowshares into swords and your pruning hooks into spears. And let the weak say, I am strong. You know, whenever God starts moving and answering our prayers, the devil hears what God is about to do uh, from the prophets, and he strategizes to create a counterfeit or to cause a counterfeit. It causes an opposite picture uh, to emerge in world affairs. He tries to steal the language of God and declaring and bring uh, to bring uh, a confusion. Uh, by stealing the narrative. That's the, probably the best way to say it. He, he steals the language of God and, and, and what God has been declaring, and he brings confusion and tries to steal the narrative, to, to take the narrative. And uh, it, for instance, God's been saying the word reset. Uh, and so now you hear about a global reset uh, and, and a dark agenda called a global reset. <clears throat> God's bringing a fresh order where there was chaos. Now you hear about a new world order and those kind of things. And so the enemy tries to steal what God is saying and uh, and cause people to not hear that by bringing confusion, uh, trying to steal the narrative and uh, and, and redefining the words in order to uh, prevent some from con- some from connecting. Uh, to their assignment in the Lord. And the enemy uses these demonic maneuvers uh, to try to shift and derail God's plans. Let me just be very clear. We are at war right now in the Spirit. Uh, That's what Ephesians 6 is is all about. Some people say, well, Jesus won the war. Well, Jesus won the war, yes. But we are still called as soldiers of the Lord. In Ephesians chapter 6, talks about putting on the whole armor of God. We wrestle not against, 1 Corinthians 10, 4, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but we do wrestle against principalities and powers of darkness and spiritual wickedness in high places, right? And so we are at war. There's a spiritual warfare going on right now. And listen, God is waking up the mighty. He's waking up the mighty. And it says he's calling us to draw nearer to him. Uh, come up, draw near to the Lord. Verse 10 goes on to say, beat your plowshare, plowshares into swords and your pruning hooks into spears. What does all this have to do with Ukraine and Russia and, and uh, all the current affairs? Well, hang in there with me. Uh, it says, beat your plowshares into swords and your pruning hooks into spears. In other words, he was talking to, to people in everyday life. Uh, you're not. You're going to look at the things in the natural and feel Ill, ill-prepared and unqualified. But what did God tell Moses? What is in your hand? What's in your hand, Moses? He said, a shepherd's staff. He said, that's all you need. David, he only had a little leather strap and a few small stones. And that's, that was enough for his day to war against the giant. And that's how God does things. He takes our plowshare. Uh, those that are 
out in the harvest field of the Lord. Uh, and, and he says, listen, it's time for you, uh, we're going to reap a harvest, but it's time for you to beat that thing into a sword. We're going to have to go to war over this harvest. Take your pruning hook, which is like uh, mini, a mini sickle. Take your pruning hook, and, and God says to fashion it and use it differently. Uh, and you know, this may seem like a sudden change, but like David, who already killed the lion and the bear, and the bear, God's already been preparing you for this war. You are his warrior, and you are a perfect fit for his victory to come through you. The enemy may be taken by surprise by this. Even you might be taken by, by surprise by this. Uh, but God's not taken by surprise. He's already been prepping everything for this, just like he prepped David with the lion and the bear prior to that. So remember Gideon, he had 32,000 men show up, and God said, listen, there's just too many. Ultimately, he narrows it down to 300 men, warriors who were already ready to go to the battle uh, with the right hearts, the right focus, and defeat more than a half a million enemy soldiers. You know, when God says prepare for war and wake the mighty, he's saying the times have changed, and we are now going to engage the enemy, and I have strategies to win. It says, let them draw near and come up. God is calling his people to come up higher and to draw nearer to him in this hour. And in the war council of heaven, God will instruct you in your part. And then notice he is speaking to the harvesters, and he says, let the weak say, I am strong. The Hebrew word there for strong is the word gibor. It means a mighty warrior, like a mighty, vigorous lion. So it literally says, let the weak say, I am a warrior, just like the Lion of Judah. Listen, God has a, has a perspective of you uh, that he wants you to start seeing yourself as. Remember, Gideon said, who am I, Lord, that you would use me? I'm the least of the least. And God said, no, you're a mighty man of valor. You're a mighty warrior, right? This is a glimpse of God's plan for this season, by the way. Many people don't feel like you're the, you're the right person for the job. Listen, you, you're probably the perfect person for God to use in this hour. This is a time uh, of the ecclesia, the called out ones, to begin to draw near to God in intercession and strategic prayer for our nation and the nations of the earth. This is what our warfare is all about. The weapons of our warfare are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds of the enemy. Amen. I saw a brief vision on Tuesday night, and as, uh, as I was awake and praying, and uh, every time these Russian troops would try to advance uh, and cause damage and harm, battalions of angelic warriors were there to blockade them and push them back and cause their weapons to jam and their and their vehicles to shut down and and they became so frustrated as equipment failed uh they could not proceed and so they were throwing their hands up and surrender and i knew in that vision it was the prayers of the saints that were empowering their mission the the mission of the angels You know, Psalm 103, verse 19, it says, The Lord has established his throne in heaven, and his kingdom rules over all. Now, that statement alone is pretty powerful. The Lord has established his throne in heaven, and his kingdom rules over all. And that includes uh, the Ukraine, that includes Russia, uh, that includes China, that includes every part of the earth. Uh, And then it says, bless the Lord, you his angels, who excel in strength, who do his word, heeding the voice of his word. And so it doesn't just say heeding his word, but heeding the voice of his word. So how does his word get voice? Uh, It's when you and I begin to declare what God has said. See, there's such power that God wants to begin to release through the mouths of the church. He's the head, we're the body. He wants to begin to move through his body and and decree a thing, like it says in Job 22, 28, decree a thing, and it will be established for you, and light will shine upon your ways. 
Isaiah 22, 22 says God's given us the keys, uh, 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 the key of David, and what, we'll, what we open stays open. What we lock up is locked up. Same thing in Matthew 16, 18. So angels are activated and receive their instruction as the, as the saints open their mouth and give voice to his word. It says, heeding the voice of his word. Listen, God wants you to start speaking the word of God. Uh, on Sunday, I was teaching uh, a, a message of calling those things which be not as though they already were. So stop calling things that be uh, as they are. Start calling things that be not as though they already were. Start declaring what God has said, and you'll start seeing that happen. Verse 22 in that same uh, chapter, Psalm 103, it says, Bless the Lord, all you his hosts, again, talking about angels, and you ministers of his who do his pleasure. Bless the Lord, all his works in all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, O my soul. You know, as I was watching in this vision on Tuesday, I watched some angels waiting for their instructions, and there were some executing as they heard the voice of his word, but some were just standing there waiting. So God's plans are to bring forth a great awakening and a great harvest, but we've got to be participators in this. We've got to do our part. And just as it was in Joshua's day, our inheritance of the Lord is ours for the taking, but it's going to take battle. It takes waging a good warfare with the prophecies that have gone over us, declaring a thing and watching God establish it, becoming the voice of his word, watching his angels uh, take that word and fight with it. Amen. Recognizing uh, the new level that we're on now is a level of warfare, and that is part of God's plan. Amen. Now, the devil wants to distort and counterfeit uh, that word. He wants to take what, the, what God is saying, prepare for war, uh, and, and come up higher and begin to wage a good warfare and decree a thing and all these things that we talked about. Uh, the devil wants to take those instructions and, and bring fear to, to steal, to kill, to destroy. And so he takes and he distorts what God has says and causes a counterfeit. And the devil's counterfeit right now is World War III. That's what the devil wants to cause, World War III. God has a World War III. This is the third and final apostolic reformation. And I mean an awakening like we have never seen before. And the devil is pushing and fighting against that, trying to cause World War III in the natural but the authority to bind and loose is in the hands and the mouth of the ecclesia. The keys to the kingdom to lock up the powers of hell and the gates of hell not prevailing is in the hands of the ecclesia and the mouth of the ecclesia, the church. Jesus said in uh, Matthew uh, 15, 16, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. That word church is the word ecclesia, meaning the called out ones, uh, those uh, who are called to rule and reign with Christ. That was a, and I've taught on this before, but I'll, I'll touch on it briefly. The ecclesia was a word uh, that Caesar used. Remember, they were in, um, in Caesarea, which is where Caesar was, uh, Caesarea Philippi. And so that's where Caesar was. And Caesar would call out his ecclesia, uh, who were warriors uh, who could go out uh, into the regions as governors over the regions. But these were like um, officers in the army, in Caesar's army and, and the Roman army. And they would go out and they would take the authority of Rome with them <clears throat> and the word of their Caesar, their king, and begin to say, this is what's going to happen. And anybody that opposed them, uh, the Roman soldiers would push them out of the way and begin to uh, uh, clear the path so that they could establish Rome or, or uh, some semblance of Rome right where they were. And so that was called the ecclesia. These were mighty uh, warriors who were very intelligent, had wisdom, and had orders 
from their king to go establish. Jesus said, let your kingdom come and let your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. So he said, I will build my ecclesia, the church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And so this will continue to be a part of, of a conflict, uh, this um, this thing with Russia and, and Ukraine and and uh, tension throughout the, the the nations. I believe God showed me this is going to continue to be a conflict through April, but there'll be a turning by May. And many reversals are going to start to occur in April and in May. In 2 Samuel 11.1, 1, it says, In the spring, when kings go forth to battle... David stayed home when he should have gone to war, and that's when he saw Bathsheba, Uriah's wife, uh, because he did not go to war, and it cost him greatly. And uh, the Lord spoke to me last year, and I prophesied it, that in the spring there would be an uncovering of those who would refuse to obey God and go to war. And so in, in the spring, when kings go to war, David stayed home, and because of that, he, he fell into adultery, and uh, there were some things that were exposed. Uh, they, so it, God showed me that in spring of this year, he, I prophesied this last year, uh, that there would be uh, an exposure coming uh, in the springtime. And there would be those leaders in the kingdom of God who were not doing what they were called to do, and there would be spiritual uh, uh, warfare and uh, where they would not go. Uh, and there would be a spiritual and a natural war in the spring, by the way, is one of the things I prophesied. But for those who would draw near and come up higher uh, and not look at their weaknesses, but say, let the, let the weak say, I am strong like a mighty warrior, they would begin to prevail and experience a great turnaround and a great restoration. Uh, but for others, there would be exposure, and there would be a revealing of these things. And uh, just as David did in recovering all from the uh, Amalekites in 1 Samuel 30, God said that there would be a recovery and a restoration, a turnaround. And by the way, uh, David was fighting against the Amalekites. If you take the word Amalek backwards, it's actually the word Kamala. Uh, things are going to be in a divine reversal in this spring. So don't fear the wars and the rumors of wars. Uh, Jesus said these things are just birth pangs, letting you know that we're getting close. We're not there yet, but we're getting closer every day. Amen? Amen. That's a, just a quick glimpse, a prophetic glimpse into the current picture. I want to declare this, though, this whole this whole broadcast is going to be very informative, very revelational, and uh, the future is much brighter and much greater than you know. God's about to do some amazing things. I saw uh, uh, this week, God showed me Washington, D.C. shaking, and uh, I don't know if there's going to be an earthquake there or what, but I knew it was the shaking of the Lord, and I knew God was fulfilling that word, I will wash Washington. And it's something that I prophesied uh, over the last year and a half. God was going to wash Washington. And so don't, don't uh, get uncomfortable because uh, things are not predictable right now. Religion uh, likes predictable, but God loves you. And he loves to keep you on your toes in pursuing his presence. And so sometimes the unpredictable uh, is just a challenge from God. Some people don't understand this. They get challenged, and that's a good thing. Even prophetic people get to walk by faith. And in my opinion, faith means to totally trust that God is working all things together for our good. And knowing that God is for us, and if God be for us, who could be against us? uncomfortable or not, or not, I trust the Lord. And some people won't pray, really, unless they have a need, and then they'll pray. And sometimes God will put things in an uncomfortable moment to get you to re-engage and get reactivated in prayer. You know, and as you're praying for your own needs, what I've found is suddenly God will show you someone with a similar need, and you'll take your eyes off your, uh, off of only your issues and needs, and you'll start praying and ministering to others. And that helps you by strengthening your faith 
that God has someone praying and looking out for you too. So as you're doing that, God's reciprocating on another level for you. Amen? Rarely do we see an immediate response uh, as we pray. Rarely, let me say it this way, rarely an immediate response is perceived. Uh, We don't perceive the immediate response of the Lord. But the truth is God did respond. We just have a habit of looking for the answer the only way that we think God is going to answer. Uh, But God has a, a way of maturing us and causing us to hang in there and then discover that, God, you actually did answer that prayer. And now I see and now I understand. And so God has to mature us a little bit more in perceiving his response. And it manifests in a different way, and your perception becomes more clearer, your discernment becomes stronger, and we begin to understand on another level the wisdom and the grace of God. Amen? Amen. So don't be intimidated by things right now. God is for you. Just engage in prayer and watch what God can do. So the choice is predictable or prophetic, really. I would choose the prophetic every time. That's what Solomon was writing uh, when he wrote by the Holy Spirit, Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 7. He said, wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, in all you're getting, get wisdom and get understanding. You know, as you go through these processes, uh, you're getting so much wisdom, right? And God wants you to understand wisdom, get, get understanding that goes with the wisdom. And the greater part of that understanding is understanding his Father's heart. And his Father's heart will always take care of you and, and prepare you for the future that he's planned for you. So the first verse, by the way, in Proverbs chapter 4 is get to know and understand the instruction of the Father, the heart of the Father. And so, again, the principal thing is wisdom, and in all you're getting, gain understanding. Amen? Isn't that good? Amen. So as a prophet, I'm called to the church. Specifically, God's called me to the church in Nashville, in the Nashville area. That's my primary calling. And uh, that calling, God has expanded over the last 26 years uh, to the nation, America the Beautiful. And uh, I love our nation, and I feel a great call to America. Uh, But I also have a call to the nations, uh, to to many other nations. And there are times when God will uh, not put anything on my calendar, not let me put anything on the calendar, especially in times of severe spiritual war- warfare like we're in right now, uh, so that I can pray. And, and I've just had a lot of time in prayer uh, open up recently, and, and, and I've taken advantage of that time. Uh, Jesus asked Peter, do you love me? If you love me, then you'll feed my sheep. You'll encourage them. You'll feed them. You'll look after them. And, you know, that's the primary focus of my ministry. It is to you, to pray for you, to, to make sure you have spiritual nourishment and to, and to fight for you and to oversee you. You know, uh, the Lord is our shepherd, but he, he also sets up his leadership to be shepherds over his sheep as well and to look after the people of God and to feed them and care for them and, and, uh, and encourage them and, and help them not to get stuck in a, in a rut, but stay focused and, and stay on track. And so the primary focus of my ministry is you. And, uh, and as I'm continuing this, God is increasing my responsibility on a national level. And uh, we have people watching from all over the nation. Uh, People listen to the podcast all over the nation and all over the nations of the earth. Uh, And so my responsibility on a national level has increased, and I've been laboring in the ministry now for 40 years. And so as a prophet, I must pray, and I must perceive and discern the Spirit of God. And at times, that discernment also shows me demonic spirits. God shows me things that are not just the Spirit of God at work, but demonic things uh, that are moving in the church or against our nation or the nations of the earth. And uh, I'm in a time of prayer and pressing in the Spirit right now, especially over this nation, our nation, America the Beautiful, 
I believe America is the light of, of, of the world for Jesus. And you know I'm not a politician, and I'm very selective as to what I give my time to. Uh, I don't watch mainstream media news uh, because I'm separated for a specific purpose, especially at this time. And God has a great awakening and a great reformation planned that the enemy cannot stop, and the likes of which we have never seen before. Uh, and in our church, LifePoint Church, which is the most amazing church right here uh, in Hendersonville, Tennessee, uh, in our church, I'm teaching a series right now called Living the Supernatural, Living in the Supernatural, uh, because I believe we need to be equipped to walk on a higher level now. And we need to understand uh, it is our calling to live in the supernatural. Signs, wonders, and miracles are supposed to be commonplace uh, for the church. And so the Holy Spirit is coming like a tidal wave. And God showed me this very clear uh, several years ago. And uh, he has brought this back to me time and time again in, in dreams and in visions, this, this massive tsunami tidal wave that was coming, and uh, it was the Holy Spirit coming like a tidal wave to wipe out religion and restore relationship with the Lord. God wants to restore his people back to a, a, a personal relationship with him. And we're now, uh, we, we will not walk past um, the lame man at the gate beautiful. Uh, this is where God wants to take us. We're, we're not, in the past, we have walked past the lame man. Uh, and, you know, Jesus walked past the lame man. Uh, the disciples did. The apostles did. But one day, Peter walks by the lame man, and he looks at him, and he says, silver and gold I don't have to give to you today. Now, maybe they gave him offerings before or alms before. <clears throat> and he looked to Peter to get something. And uh, Peter said, I'm not going to give you silver and gold today, uh, as I have in other times. Something has shifted. And this is what I'm saying to the church today. Something has shifted. And it's time for us to live in a, in a, on another level of supernatural. Something has shifted. And he says, uh, I have something much more valuable to give you, a miracle that money cannot buy. In the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. And the guy jumps up, healed, and he's uh, running around, leaping, jumping, praising God. Amen. And so I want to encourage you, begin to press into the Lord right now and allow him to speak to you. He has everyday encounters that he wants to open up your eyes to see so that he can do great exploits through you. You know, it's, it's a time of living in the supernatural. You know, you've been focused on many things. I've been focused on our political system. And I want you to know the Lord is shaking the nations and shaking the governments of men, just as I prophesied over the last two years. A great shakedown is happening right now in the White House and in the office of the president. It is shaking right now. In fact, I saw a vision of a national funeral happening. And I want to say it seemed like it was two funerals in all of these black limousines, but I knew it was a national funeral. It was a governmental, uh, governmental figures who had passed. And um, one or two, and, and this was the vision that I saw. And so there's a great shaking happening right now, and there's some things that are going to change. And uh, right now in the White House, God is shaking everything. And the office of the president, God is shaking everything right now. God spoke these things to me about two years ago, and I'm on record prophesying about it. God is shaking the nation. He's shaking the nations of the earth. God is shaking Washington, and he's shaking, listen to me, the deep state, the shadow governments. He's shaking all of that right now, and he's getting to the root of this demonic attack. And this national stronghold is being addressed by the Spirit of God himself. And what the Lord showed me was in the midst of these shadow governments, and the, these deep state actors, suddenly God is going to start arresting them at night. Now, I'm not talking about um, 
police arrest. I'm talking about arresting them uh, with the fear of the Lord in the middle of the night. God's going to start speaking to them, showing up in their vi- in their dreams and in visions, and angels showing up and uh, causing the fear of the Lord uh, to begin to turn one against the other. <clears throat> this national stronghold is being addressed by the Spirit of God Himself, and I want to define that a little bit more tonight. This demonic spirit has been overtaking the decisions made by officials in all three branches of government, the president, the Congress, and the Supreme Court. And it's almost like you see people uh, who are good people, godly people, who, who say, I'm going to make a difference. They get up there, and then suddenly there's an immediate change in their demeanor, in their demeanor, in the way they're thinking, in the, the way they're uh, moving in governmental issues, and it is that spirit that is changing them. It's that spirit lording over them and controlling them. And uh, while we're talking about it, uh, the Lord wants his ecclesia to pray for Justice Clarence, Clarence Thomas. God spoke to me about praying for Justice Clarence Thomas, get his name right, Clarence Thomas, uh, he began to speak to me at the beginning of the year. I guess it was maybe December. Uh, God began to have me praying for Justice Clarence Thomas, praying for all of them, but specifically for Justice Thomas, uh, because he is a spiritual lion for Christ, and they are targeting him for assassination. And I saw like a uh, a, a target, like a uh, a bullseye uh, target uh, on him, and so I began praying. Uh, they want to assassinate him. So I'm personally praying for him daily. Uh, This demonic spirit, which I believe God has shown me, uh, is a murderous spirit that has been rooted and embedded in our nation for a very long time. And uh, it's responsible for a lot of the assassinations and the uh, mysterious deaths that have occurred. It's this demonic spirit that's behind this. That's what God is addressing right now. That's why things are shaking the way that they are shaking. God is shaking everything that can be shaken and removing everything that's surrounding this, uh, this demonic spirit to expose it and deal with it. It's been around for a long time, but its time is up in our nation. Amen. And as the church, the ecclesia, you have to remember that you are covered in the blood of the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ. And those that are for us are far greater than those that are against us. And the doorposts of our lives, our families, our loved ones are covered in the blood of the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ. Why? To protect us from any national tragedy or catastrophe that might come as a result of of decisions made by those in positions of authority. Even if it is usurped authority, God is shaking the leaders right now, political leaders and even Christian leaders, to deal with things. And what I'm going to share with you, I believe, is the demonic spirit that that has been exposed now. You know, God told Jeremiah the prophet, uh, this is the prophet's ministry. It's to rule over the nations. I've set you over the nations, he said, and over the kingdoms. I've put my words in your mouth. Why? To root out, to pull down, to destroy, to throw down, and to plant and build. And so that's a, that's a restoration process. And as we begin the decade of the 20s, I, I call it the Roaring Twenties because of the roar of the Lion of the tribe of Judah. As we begin the decade of the Roaring Twenties, uh, we, co- we would coincide with the Hebrew decade of the 80s. And on the Hebraic calendar, that decade 80 uh, is, is the same as our decade 20, uh, the 20s. And so uh, in the Hebrew the, the word for the 80 is the word pay, P-E, and it means mouth or the mouth wars. Uh, it's the decade of the mouth. You know, prophets began prophesying about election results in the beginning of 2020. You can re- you'll remember this, 2019, 2020, and declaring the winner to be President Donald Trump. As you well know, This was not the instant outcome, Uh, and the attack began on the prophets. 
Before you start throwing rocks at me, I know what I'm saying. I'm being careful how I'm saying things, uh, but I'm going to say very, very clearly for those who have ears to hear. Uh, so it, it looked like President Trump did not win the election, and the attack began to focus now on the prophets, even causing some to back down and to apologize for prophesying what the Lord had spoken to them. This is a miscalculation on their part. <clears throat> now listen, I would never apologize for what I prophesied. Uh, it's a miscalculation to back off of a prophetic word that you gave. Uh, if you understand the prophetic and you know prophecy works this way, um, it always comes to pass differently than what you have figured out. And it may seem like you said something so plain, but suddenly God brings it to, ba- to pass a total, totally different way. I'll give you uh, an example real quick. Uh, when we were moving from Homestead, Florida, um, to Santa Rosa Beach, Florida, to, uh, to be involved with Christian International, uh, I got a prophetic word from Bishop Bill Hammond himself, and he said, the Lord says this is going to be a quick move, uh, and, and I will sell your home quickly. And so we knew what that meant. That meant we were going to go back to Homestead, and we were going to put our house up for sale, it's going to sell quickly. We're going to pack up. We're going to move up to Christian International and begin our life there. And uh, six months later, we got a contract on our house, uh, and it was a real estate investor who was also an attorney. And he said, listen, I will give you more than what you're asking for, for your house, and I will do it all the paperwork myself. I'll have it all ready. We'll close in one day. Now, that was a quick sale that happened in one day, and we were able to see that prophetic word come to pass, but it happened six months after it was prophesied. And so I thought we were going to sell it immediately uh, when God said, we're gonna, uh, uh, I'll sell it quickly. And so it was quickly. It happened in one day, but it was six months later. And so sometimes we have an understanding of a prophetic word that we think it's going to come to pass this way, and God brings that prophetic word to pass exactly as he said it, uh, but completely different from how we figured it out. And so prophets prophesied, Donald Trump will win the presidency. And then when that didn't happen the way that they thought it would happen, they backed off and apologized. Again, I call that a miscalculation. Uh, it'll always come to pass differently from the way that you have it figured out. You know, along with this prophecy, God showed me Lazarus, and I'm on record as prophesying this also. And this is prior to the election, prior to the results, God began speaking to me about Lazarus. And uh, you know, Lazarus was in the grave for four days, and there was no hope of his resurrection. And everything began to stink. And when they went to go to the grave, they said, Jesus, we can't roll that stone away uh, because everything stinks in there now. But Jesus said, roll away the stone. There was an official uncovering and revealing, even though it was a stinky situation. I want you to hear that loud and clear. There was an official uncovering and revealing, even though it was a very stinky situation that was full of uh, the stench of death. And Jesus made an authoritative decree at that point and said, Lazarus, come forth. And Lazarus was resurrected. I'm speaking to you great truths right now in a parabolic language. And as 2020 and 2021 proceeded, we continued to hear attacks on the prophetic ministry. Well, I thought we were talking about demonic strongholds. I'm getting there. All along, God is using this prophet's mantle and anointing to root out, to pull down, to destroy, to throw down, and to build, and to plant. Amen? God's been speaking to me about this national spiritual attack. 
national spiritual attack. There's a demonic attack that's been embedded in this nation for long enough. And God showed me a complete exposure of the spirit is happening now. And people are perceiving evil on a whole new level. Their eyes are opening to see something that their eyes could not have seen before. Even major legacy corporations uh, are being revealed to, ha- to have an evil agenda behind their sweet masks, shown to be an evil Mickey Mouse organization, even though they are a national treasure. They have something hidden that is evil at the very core of it. Just as the Lord showed me uh, this tidal wave of his spirit destroying buildings that have been in place for generations. For those of you that are familiar with that prophetic word, God showed me this years, several years back. And uh, as this tidal wave, the tsunami came on shore, there were these massive buildings that had stood the test of time for uh, uh, almost a hundred years in place. And these trees that had been planted generations prior, suddenly they were splintering all over the place, and these buildings were totally removed by the move of the Spirit of God. And I'm telling you, there are evil corporations that have been in place for generations uh, that are not only going to be exposed, but they're going to be removed, and new, new clean things are going to be built in their place. <clears throat> Some of you have been hopeless and discouraged by decisions uh, made by this administration. We are coming to a place of divine reversal. And it's like a dark cloud descended over the nation. I believe God spoke to me uh, that this is that embedded demonic spirit. And the name of that spirit is Jezebel. It is a Jezebel spirit, the one depicted in Scripture as the one who hates the prophets, the one who stole by manipulation and intimidation Naboth's vineyard or generational inheritance. That is what things look like right now. There was something stolen that did not belong to Jezebel. And so the rising cost costs of things, the suffocating of financial markets, fuel prices. It's a robbing spirit. Jezebel is from the same root as Baal. It's actually Jezebel and, or Baal. And that's, that is the same word uh, in the uh, original language as Baalah or Allah, Baalah. Baal, uh, Baal or Baal Allah. It means master, possessor, controller, possessor of anything and everything. Uh, a, it means a place, a position, possessor of a person, a place, a position, or a thing. No, no thing is too high to possess or control. That's what that word means. Even in Islam today, where they worship Allah or Baalah, uh, their goal is to possess everything. And so we begin 2020 with the prophetic voice of the Lord decreeing his word, Second Chronicles 2020, believe God and be established, believe his prophets, and so shall you prosper. And so the prophetic declaration launched the new decade, the decade of the mouth, the decade of pay. And so the prophetic voice of the Lord was released. And then this demonic spirit, the one in scripture that always comes against the prophets, Jezebel, began moving through false prophets of Baal to overthrow and to steal the vineyard by lies, uh, to master, to control, and to possess. And any opposition would be silenced, just as Naboth was silenced. Jezebel's name means without cohabitation. You cannot coexist with this spirit. It has to dominate and control. And this spirit enters through weak people. And let me just say it's not just women. 
uh, it functions best by seducing a weak man, not physical weakness uh, or intellectual intellectual weakness, but spiritual weakness. Now, that spiritual weakness can take a physically and intellectually strong person and make them physically and intellectually weak. But it is a spiritual weakness that enters that allows entrance of the spirit. And in First Kings chapter sixteen, verse thirty-one, it says Jezebel was the daughter of Ethbaal. Uh, he was the the priest king of the Sidonians, who also worshipped and served Baal Allah. And so she was married to a man named Ahab. Uh, because of a political arrangement, listen, to stop any hostile takeover from Damascus. That's why Jezebel and Ahab were married, to stop a hostile takeover from Damascus. It was a politically arranged marriage. And so Damascus in that day, was it, it, today it's known as the oldest city in the world, uh, and at the time it had superiority over all the other nations because of their, listen, technology. They had the greatest uh, technology. And so they were the tech giants of their day. And so Jezebel married Ahab so that Damascus would not attack Israel. Are you connecting the dots? Jezebel was very domineering with her staff, which was about 450 prophets of Baal and 400 prophets of Asherah. So she was surrounded at all times by 850 prophets and prophetesses that did her bidding and said whatever she wanted them to say, prophesied what she wanted them to prophesy. Uh, She was very forceful in giving equality to her god, Baal, with Yahweh Jehovah, the God of Israel. She wanted equal footing with this uh, demonic spirit, and I won't go into all the different things that they did in Baal worship, uh, but pedophilia was in there, the sacrificing of children was in there. Uh, there, there was all kinds of strange things that happened. It's completely demonic, and so Jezebel's job uh, or her assignment from this Jezebel spirit that was operating through her was to give equality to her god, Baal, or Baal Allah, with Yahweh Jehovah, the God of Israel. And so this brought about a great conflict between God's true prophets and these 850 false prophets. This brought great tension until God set up a great showdown on Mount Carmel uh, with prophet Elijah, who was the head prophet in in Israel, and the 850 false prophets. And you know how that ended. Uh, Prophet Elijah set up the the broken-down altar of Jehovah, of Yahweh, of the God of Israel. He set up that altar, and he said, who is on the Lord's side? And, And... Baal was proven to be powerless, and God, Jehovah God, answered by fire, consuming the offering fully, and shifted the nation fully back to the God of Israel, Yahweh, Jehovah. It says in 1 Kings chapter 16 that Elijah killed all the false prophets by the edge of the sword. See, that tells me that God has a fresh cutting edge coming to the prophets today that will destroy every prophet, every false prophet's voice forever. Silence them forever. Jezebel wanted to kill Elijah immediately after that. Why? Because he stood in the way of her being able to set up a great monarchy in Israel under her god, Baal Allah. But Israel was established on, listen, a blood covenant oath between Almighty God, Jehovah, and Abraham forever, forever. In America, the beautiful was firmly established by God's design on a blood covenant oath with the Christian founding fathers of this nation on July 4th, 1776, 
in a document called the Declaration of Independence, ratified by another decree called the Constitution of the United States of America and reaffirmed by the Bill of Righteousness. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their capital C creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. See, God is in the midst of all of this right now. God is shaking the nation. He's shaking Washington for his purposes to be established and to root out this Jezebel spirit, this deep state spirit, this shadow government spirit, this I want to overthrow America spirit. Queen Jezebel, she was entrenched with King Ahab, but God released a prophetic revolution. You can remember Elijah ran first, and God said, what are you doing here, Elijah? Turn around, go back. And Elijah came out of hiding, and he anointed a new prophetic, devoted covenant warriors throughout the land who overthrew Jezebel and Ahab. And in a supernatural moment, the double portion prophet Elisha was launched. Listen, I believe there's a prophetic revolution coming forth right now, a double portion prophetic revolution. And this demonic Jezebel Ahab spirit is being dealt with by the Spirit of God the same way that Jezebel was dealt with in Scripture, by the warriors of God. Now, it's important to discern the times and follow the prophetic leading of the Lord. But God spoke to me in 2019 about, about these evil alliances and evil covenants that are being made with rogue nations, or I call them goat nations, not sheep nations, goat nations, these antichrist nations uh, that are coming into alignment and alliance against America and Israel. Even the shadows of the halls of government in our nation have some of these uh, hidden figures and uh, these evil uh, uh, antichrist uh, followers hidden figures of past administrations. They're hidden in there. Uh, The Spirit of God is routing them out right now. And there are those among them that are like the eunuchs that will stand on the side of the Lord and overthrow these evil deep state figures, just as they did Jezebel, and, and the Jezebel spirit will be overthrown and destroyed in America. And I'm decreeing and declaring the word of the Lord. And the mighty, unstoppable church of the Lord, the warriors, will take this revelation and begin to pray as the Holy Spirit is directing and powerful intercession. It's happening right now, and it will continue to happen. And I saw during this time of great shaking, the powers of this assignment and alignment of this evil alliance would find themselves suddenly without any power at all. And I mean, I saw witches and warlocks and people who were making hexes and vexes and, 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 and casting spells and, and bloodletting and, and doing all kinds of incantations. I saw them finding themselves suddenly powerless, without any power. And I saw the fear of the Lord on their face, on their faces. Let me explain what it was like because I saw... Uh, I saw a vivid example of this. I saw like a vehicle with these witches, these warlocks, these demoniac people uh, inside this vehicle, and they were they were trying to flee in this vehicle, and this vehicle got stuck at a crossing, uh, at a railroad crossing, uh, right on the train tracks, and suddenly they hit the gas, and their car engine stopped. They were suddenly without power. And this great, powerful train that was on the track destroyed this blockage and wiped it, all, wiped it all out once and for all. Let me say this again. They're going to find themselves suddenly powerless. Powerless. And God will begin to deal with all those who are hidden, all those who, have, who think that they're winning against God's people. God's going to address each one of them personally. And let me say this again. Everything is turning around right now. Everything is in a divine reversal right now. 
God is waking up the mighty church. He's waking up the mighty army of the Lord, and they are praying. The ecclesia is discovering the keys to the kingdom and the authority that we walk in, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against us. Amen. Listen, this is what has been burning within me. This is the word of the Lord that God spoke to me. And I want to challenge you today, do not be silent. Speak what God says to speak. If you have a prophetic decree on the inside of you, you must release it. Begin to decree a thing, and it shall be established unto you, and light will shine upon your way. Call those things, like God, call those things which be not as though they already are, and you will begin to see it happening faster than ever before. I'm telling you, we're in a new season. Get ready for, for your breakthrough, because it's coming. Get ready for your inheritance to come back to you. Amen. This is a season of restoration, a season of recovery of all that was lost. You think God is not uh, has not seen all that you've gone through over the last two years, standing for him, standing in faith, being loyal and faithful to the kingdom of God. You'll, this is a time of seeing the faithful hand of God turning everything around in your favor. Amen? Amen. Amen. This has been a great time today on Speak Life. Thank you so much for standing with us here at Speak Life. I want to personally thank those of you who continue to sow and donate into this prophetic ministry. You make it possible for all of, for all of this to continue. Uh, and, and week after week, we get to bring quality prophetic ministry to you right here on Speak Life. If you would like to sow a seed or make a donation uh, to help us continue to release the word of the Lord to the nations, you can partner with us by texting any amount uh, to the number 84321. 84321. All donations are tax deductible, uh, and we just appreciate you standing with us. Uh, if you prefer to go to our website, our church website is LifePoint church.cc, L-I-F-E-P-O-I-N-T-E, church.cc. And I want to thank today's sponsor, Mike Lindell and MyPillowAndMyStore.com. Mike is a great patriot. He's an American patriot, and he's fighting on the front lines of this war, uh, uh, in uh, this cultural war, for the freedoms that we love right here in America the Beautiful. There's, I'm telling you, he's an amazing man of God, very powerful, sold-out man of God, and God has radically changed his life, and uh, so please do this. Check out their superior products. Uh, so many items to choose from. Uh, I think if you'll if you'll go there first, you might go to some other websites to buy things uh, less often. And you're you're supporting the work of the Lord uh, here at at uh, Speak Life, and you're also supporting uh, the patriotic work of Mike Lindell and uh, supporting. Uh, our nation at the same time. God is doing something great. Amen. And so if you go to mypillow.com or mystore.com and you use the promo code Marty, uh, that's my first name, Marty, M-A-R-T-Y, uh, you'll receive deep discounts, in some cases up to 66% off your purchase. So if you prefer uh, using your phone, you can call 800-859-2938 and use the promo code Marty there. Or you can just go to the website and use the promo code Marty that way as well. But in doing this, you support Speak Life and you support uh, the patriotic work of Mike Lindell. Amen? Amen. Psalm 27, verses 1 through 4 says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom, Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked came against me, my enemies and my foes, they stumbled and fell. Though an army encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war may rise up against me, in this I will be confident. One thing have I desired of the Lord, and that will I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and inquire at his temple. So listen, no fear. God is not finished. This prophetic decree is still coming to pass. God has an unstoppable, great plan for you and for your family's future. I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, 
plans to bless you and prosper you and to give you a future and a hope. Amen. Thank you for turning, tuning in to Speak Life and join us every week for more great ministry and conversations with great leaders. And please take a moment and subscribe to the Speak Life podcast. If you enjoyed this and you were blessed, please leave us a five-star uh, review. And remember, you can follow me on all social media, on Getter, on Truth, on Parlor, on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, on YouTube, on Rumble, uh, just to name a few. Just look for my name, at Marty Layton. And remember, you can watch the show live every Friday uh, evening at 7 p.m. Central Time on Facebook, YouTube, and on Rumble. And I want to thank you for telling others about Speak Life and helping us to reach more people with this prophetic ministry. Also look for the Speak Life podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Charisma Podcast Network, and anywhere you listen to podcasts. Thank you again, and remember to keep your spiritual ears and eyes open because God is always talking. Proverbs 18.21 says, The tongue can speak words that bring life or death, so speak life. Amen. We will see you next week on Speak Life. God bless. Thank you for listening to Speak Life with Marty Layton. Please help us spread hope and share this podcast with a friend. Join us again as we speak life into our world.